Hello, welcome back to the Football Chat Podcast. Today is episode 156. We're talking about all sorts of things today. Chelsea, Arsenal, loads of other Premier League topics, WSL and of course Milan versus Juventus, the big game in the Serie A. So a lot to get covered today, Harry. Firstly, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. It's a bit cold, it's a bit rainy in the UK. We had a lot of rain over the last couple of days. It's a bit of a miserable day, but um, I'm, I'm in good spirits. It's always so bleak, isn't it? I'm, I'm doing okay. <laughs> well, it is. It's just a bit of a dull day. It's a bit chilly and a bit nippy. Yeah. Um, but that's all right. We've got a lot to cover, as you say. Yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of dra- I'm sure I'll be a bit enraged by the 10th oh, minute. Probably, so. yeah. I'll get I'll warm Probably. up then. But it's good to have football back. Good to have domestic football back. We missed it a lot during the over, oh, yeah. over the international break. Yeah. And yeah, it's a really good weekend of football. Shall we start then with a the game that we covered live on stream? Thanks, yes. by the way, to anyone that joined us for that stream. It was a very good, very good game. About three of you joined us. So yeah, appreciate yeah. you guys. If you want us to not loyal. how the game went, go over to the socials, either YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Find the short we put yeah. out. That will tell us your emotion. That will tell yeah. you our emotion. Throughout the game. We were very, very animated. But now we've calmed down. We're a little bit more rational. We're going to discuss the game in a little bit more detail. Don't think I am. Okay, Harry hasn't calmed down. (laughs) But it's going to be a good ep anyway. So, Chelsea versus Arsenal. Chelsea 2, Arsenal 2. A very good game of football. Shall we start with what Chelsea did right? Yeah. Very good start to the game. And uh, and Chelsea actually looked very good. So, we'll start with the opening goal. Obviously, ball whipped into the box. A, f- a penalty awarded yeah. because Madrid's header hit the hand of Saliba. Now, do you think that was a penalty? Stonewall, none of this, none of this, oh, well, load of rubbish. Stop trying to complain <laughs> about it. All those people making weird noises, <laughs> <laughs> weird groaning noises. You can In the law, well. he's under an unnatural position, he blocks the ball, it's, it's yeah. a penalty. I've seen people, you know, complain because of uh, proximity, it's too close to the player. I don't disagree with that. I also think that a lot of Arsenal fans were going, well, Palmer should have been sent off anyway. No, he shouldn't. And that's not a red card in a million yeah, years, that tackle. Know. Barely a yellow. But, yeah. No, so, Palmer... Okay. Palmer dispatched the penalty well. He's very good at those. There was a bit of controversy, in a way, between Palmer and Sterling. I don't know if you've seen a lot of this, yeah. but they actually disagreed over who was going to take the penalty. Now, initially, Sterling grabbed the ball, but... Seemingly, Palmer knew he was on pens. I think yeah. Sterling. I think it's more about oh, I'm confident. I want to take it from Sterling, yeah. rather than oh, I'm having it and you're not. But yeah, and then obviously Enzo backed up Palmer. Palmer took it and he finished it well, and that was good to see actually that that Palmer did finish it. That's big for his confidence. The fact that he is now trusted as the penalty taker. He scored two in a row. That's pretty good. Yeah, and it's very interesting. I saw a quote talking about Palmer. I'm Sorry, I can't remember who it was that said it, but they said that they always thought he was a little bit passive in Manchester City games. I think that's a consequence of playing for Manchester City. You can sort of stand there and do nothing. But actually, at Chelsea now, he really took the Arsenal game by the scruff of the neck, and he he really impressed. I think I agree. Palmer, he's really come into his own in Chelsea Blue, with a good run of first-team minutes, with a lot of importance placed on his shoulders, he's flourished in that role, and actually played a completely different position today, and I want to talk about the effect that had, so Chelsea just didn't play with any strikers. No. Palmer played up front, technically, but he pretty much operated as an attacking midfielder. Chelsea played a 4-2-4 with no strikers on the pitch. It's aggressive. It is, it is. Well, it wasn't wasn't really a 4-2-4, in that sense. It, It wasn't four strikers. It was four across the middle of the pitch. It was so, in a way, it was so defensive and so aggressive. It was really interesting to see. And what it created was this box midfield 
which I've, we've mentioned about 80 times on this channel. Everyone loves a box midfield, yeah. don't they? So it created that, but it also gave them a really interesting pressing system because they could they could press in that four, which we tend to see a lot of teams do. Arsenal do it. We know that Manchester City have done it in the past. Pressing with those two strikers going up and then the four sat behind, moving, uh, pushing up probably one midfielder on to create that. And that's yeah. what they did to a certain extent with Gallagher pushing on. But it meant that when in possession, with Palmer and Gallagher dropping deep, they were completely unmarked. Yeah. Because Arsenal had no idea how to deal with that. They had three midfielders. So either Gabriel runs forward to Mark Palmer, and then there is a huge gap in the back line for yeah. players like Mudrik and Sterling to exploit, or pa Gabriel lets Palmer run away, and then Palmer's in acres to create himself. And I think yeah. that's why we saw there was so much space for Chelsea to exploit, why Palmer got on the ball so often, and why Chelsea were so brilliant in this game. And and we saw actually as Chelsea's most dominant performance in years, and and it's fascinating that they lost that they managed yeah, to throw I... it all away because they looked so comfortable on the ball, they controlled the game. But I think we saw where they're still coming short at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, I said on stream at half time that it was the best half I had seen from Chelsea since Thomas Tuchel left the football club. Yeah, I, and I, it, I think. Well, I, this might be a bold statement, but I think it's the best bit of football I've seen since Conte. I mean, yeah, we were absolutely like, brilliant. Maybe sorry. We did look like a side but... that could challenge for titles, could challenge for Champions Leagues. We looked brilliant, mm. and then second. And obviously, second half, we counted blocks brilliantly. was superb. And then, Madrid got his goal. Uh, brilliant but, um, goal. Bit of debate whether that was intentional. What do you think? I I can, I can never say it's intentional. He said it was. Have you seen his quote? He said that the goalkeeping coach, Tony... I think it's Tony Jimenez. I might be wrong, so apologies, Tony, if you're watching and you don't work for Chelsea. But <laughs> I think I think it was him. But yeah, he apparently said that his goalkeeping coach suggested that he... Uh, look for Raya whether he was off his line and dink it over him because often Raya was, was he's uh, off his line he's an aggressive goalkeeper and people were saying well well, that probably meant more if there's a cross you know if you put it in that yeah. area it gives them something to think about and, and this player could be arriving at the back post not dink it over his head for a laugh but it did look somewhat intentional I said it on stream at the time it looked like he looked up realised where Raya was and dinked it over his head yeah either that was very lucky and then he goes over to the crowd like he's Jude Bellingham sticking his arms out I love that I love yeah. that uh, picture. Iconic yeah. already. I mean, it is iconic. I've seen people compare it to the Drogba one against mm. Arsenal as well. That's just typical. Yeah. Put your hands out and go, I'm a man. But yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of Mihailo Madrid. I think there's yeah. a, he's got a lot of haters now. I, I mean, it's karma. Arsenal fans slating him for a whole year. Yeah. Comes back and scores against him. It's just he gutting it wasn't the winning goal. Yeah, he is a phenomenal but player. But it's no surprise. If you look at some of the best wingers in, in English football and you look at their first season in the top flight, they all struggled. Son, yeah. Hazard, Salah, Mane... Yeah. None of them flew out the backs. Salah's a bit of a diff different one. Difficult to measure because he was at Chelsea. His first game with Liverpool, he flew, but people forget he'd already played in the Prem three uh, three years prior. But yeah, I think I think he's finally coming into his own because the pressure's off. He's got yeah. players around him who are also doing stuff and he's but playing really, really he's, well. He's been given game time. He wasn't given one game, played badly and then benched again. Yeah, He's got a really, really consistent run. Same with Palmer, same with Sterling. I mean, Arsenal Stones a little bit less because he's been in the Premier League. Don't I was going to say, but, but he's been very impressive. Yeah, they've all looked brilliant. And it's just, it is clicking for Chelsea. The problem is we're still not at that same, like Sunday, Saturday should have been a win. Yeah. And, I mean, we start with the first goal. No, let's just not talk about it. That's yeah. brilliant. Did that then? Yeah. We got 2-0. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely, Robert God. Good Sanchez. win. See, 
I was very harsh on Sanchez on Saturday. And I still think he's a fault for the goal, but I think a lot of the criticism he's he's had his way is very unwarranted because he's been excellent this season. Mm, and he has made a few errors right. playing off the He's been brilliant. He's been all right. I wouldn't say excellent. We've conceded like nine goals or something like that. That's not right, Sanchez. That's the bloke in front of him called Thiago Silva, who was world-class. He got, got save of the month last month. He's been excellent. Yeah, yeah. Hooray! Well, we'll take it. We've got nothing else to celebrate. But both goals, just the first one, especially first one. You clear your lines. You're tuning up against your London rivals in the seventieth minute, and rather than clear your lines, that's a tactical instruction. To like, not I'm not saying you didn't should. I'm not saying it's all right to make that mistake, but it is a tactical instruction to always play out from the back. So in that regard, I think a little bit of the blame falls on Richard Pochettino. Not a load, because you've got to be able to adapt in the game by yourself. Make common sense overall tactics 100% of the time. But the other thing is, he passed to a blue shirt. Yes, he should have been aware of the fact that Gallagher was, I don't know, impersonating a statue, but just asleep. But he did pass to a blue shirt. Rice jumped in front of it, intercepted the ball, and finished into an empty net. And I do agree with what you're saying there about about common sense, I, just get I mean, it gone. But I do think if that's tactical instruction, I know it's. I feel a little bit sorry for him. Uh, and I know, I know it's a bit weird, and I know this might be a bit out there just to keep slandering him. But if you look at it, if he if he if he fully ran back to his goal as soon as the ball, I don't left, think he's. No, you no, said no, this no, at the weekend. No, I don't think no, he's getting anywhere near. If you look it. at it, I don't care if you're getting anywhere near it, but I'd like to see him bloody try. If but if he left as soon as he kicked the ball. So as soon as he kicks that ball, if he sprints back in goal, by the time the ball has reached Rice, oh, and yeah. Rice if he sprinted it, immediately, but he didn't realise that Rice was going to... Well, he should have. You know, he he's not resetting himself. Okay. And, 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 but what I don't like, if, I, if you see him try, and he, if, he gets, if he gets to his near post, if he gets to the first post, dives across, doesn't get there, fair enough. But the fact he did it, jogs back a bit, and then just watched the ball go in the corner... Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't like that attitude. I don't think it's an attitude thing. It's just a why don't you exert yourself if there's no hope of you because getting you're the goalkeeper. What else you do? You get, you get, you get a ten minute rest after. I don't know. I don't. I don't really have too many complaints. With and then the that. second goal, dearie me, dear oh dear. Yeah, well, that was the big momentum shift, wasn't it? The Sanchez era shift momentum, and this is what we like to refer to as a changing game state. We just got buying Spanish ch- ch- changing. No, we don't. Just changing game state occurs. <laughs> Whenever a, a goal or a red card or a penalty or something like that is awarded, you could get a completely different shift in both sets of players' momentums and and the fans and all that sort of stuff. So we call it change of game state. Arteta exploited that perfectly. He yeah. saw that Chelsea were under the cosh, that Chelsea players were starting to feel a little bit nervous because there's only one goal in the game. He threw it on Smith Rowe. He threw on Trust and that made the difference. Yeah, how much came on to And Chelsea players responded by, rather than digging deep and putting in a good performance, to just... Well, I think Poch's subs were really weird. Because Madawike came on, he didn't stop the cross for Saka to put it into the box, and then Gusto was half asleep at the back post. Why did he bring on Madawike? Why did he bring on Reese James? But, I mean, the thing is... Baffled by those two decisions. Like, you look at the cross, should have been blocked, then it was on the floor. Put your... Someone put... Someone's got... Cole Will... I mean, obviously, Cole Will struggled. I'll be honest. Silver had a phenomenal game. But one of those two's got to put their foot through it and get it gone. Anyone else in the vicinity's got to get their foot for And we all just watch it roll on our box. No, oh, Sa- Trossard's there. Yeah, Sanchez should have saved and it. And Sanchez is knee sliding. Well, Sa- Sanchez, is, he got a hand to it and he went through his hand. Just... 
it, I'm, I, just, I, I am just fed up of watching us play brilliant football and then watch. I, I, the same happened when we had Kepri. I'm not saying it's all Sanchez's fault. I don't really. I don't know. I'm not angered by the by the whole game. I know it should be a win. Yeah, but you don't look at things rationally. I think I've I've dealt with the fact we've drawn, and while that's frustrating, there were so many positive signs. And I think that's such a good feeling with how we play. But actually, yeah. you know what? While the result wasn't there, I know. it's really good progress from Chelsea, and I think Poch is doing a really good job. Brent, I think he's doing a phenomenal job. And I said, I mean, literally, let's, I not, put, let's like, not push it. Phenomenal. In, in the in the clip that we cut for the short, I was mid. You had to cut me off mid sentence for the uh, Arsenal's first goal. The sentence I was saying was at the start of the season. I wasn't on board the Poch train. Now I am. And as I said that, brought a Sanchez, gives them all a rise, and yeah. rise scored. But, I mean, I'm backing Poch trying to take the way. I think Brentford next weekend should be a win. Tottenham the week after. I'm not too bothered about the result. I want to see a performance. So we have to go there. Oh, I'm, by, I'm bothered by the result. It's Tottenham. I know they're looking like it. batter them, lads. If we do, though, we're, we're magical because they're meant to be the unstoppable Ange ball. Hmm. Yeah, Rory Williams will shut up when Cole Palmer scored two. The, th- the thing is, Angel, well, it's very interesting. We're going to talk about Tottenham. In fact, we'll shift into Tottenham now, if you want. Yeah. Tottenham are incredible. <laughs> I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But you have to give credit where credit is. They are. They're the league entertainers, but I don't think they're unbeatable. I don't think that's how I describe that system at all. I think they're very beatable, actually. They still I have Pedro Porro in the team. No, I just think that the system is very, very open. Like... There's a lot of space, and while they can exploit that space, I think that space can also be exploited mm. by other teams. The teams they've played so far, they've managed to overwhelm, but if you look at the games against the top sides they've played, Arsenal was a bit of a weird one, could have gone either way, really. Liverpool, I think Liverpool win that game, if the red card and the doesn't red happen and the red goal red is given. It? So, it's, I, I don't know. But that wasn't because they... Weren't creating chances. That's because they didn't fit. That's because they just didn't finish chances. Obviously, they, they went down ten men, didn't they? Of course, yeah, yeah. If those games state, and this, I just want to break because we mentioned it with Arteta in the Chelsea game. With Christian Romero on the pitch, do you always run a big risk? I mean, I know he's had a good season, but I just feel like you're always running a risk that he could change the game state in an instant. I think I, I thought he was a liability last season. I think he's curbed that. I want to say enthusiasm, but, equally, I but I don't know it, if that's the right thing. And I think, he, I think he's got lucky a few times. The game against United, was that this year? What? The, the, the handball? Game. Yeah, that should have been handball. He gets lucky there because yeah. he's been an idiot with his hand up there. I think what... A great save. It was goal. a really good save. There was one game where he could have got sent off, where he got two, he didn't get two yellows and he got sent off. I, I do just worry that if they're in a big game, say Chelsea in two weeks... And Romero half an hour in gets bored and just goes through the back of someone for Christian Romero giggle. You know, does that put them in a big spot bother? Potentially, potentially so. But I also think they are a couple injuries away from falling apart. Oh yeah, if Son gets injured, they're relegated. <laughs> I don't think it's that extreme, but I think they become a lot weaker. Say if you yeah. goes down and their backup is Ben Davies, yeah. I think. I can't think of any That's other really left backs bad. at the club. It's really bad. If is Parrish still there? I guess he could do a job there. I don't think... I've not sent him, if no. he is. Um, I still think Richardson's a little bit of a liability in the attack. Yeah. I don't know. He's looked all right. He's still a very... 
he panics in front of goal, and I think that's a, that's his biggest issue. Is he tends to get in front of goal, get into good areas, and he doesn't finish. Yeah, you watch it's Fulham. One went over the bar. One went yeah. knee up for throwing. The pass is just going astray. It's the same against Luton the week before. He had a glaring opportunity about three minutes in, yeah. which he yeah. poked past the post. And if you th- if that goes in, Tottenham win five 0 I still think he's also got a bit of that whiny ability about him. You look at me still trying to always win fouls and moan about roll around the ground. Just needs to but get up and get on. I don't necessarily think he's an issue, given the fact they have Manuel Solomon. He can play on the left. They yeah. they could move Son there, and they could play someone else through the middle. So I don't think they've necessarily got an issue there. I think Son's adapted really well to playing through the middle. You know, that role suits him very nicely. I think him and Madison, I mean, they're they're having the dark celebration together. Yeah, yeah Dean Cap looks incredible. Well, in the game so far, I think it's 10 goals, 6 assists combined. That's incredible. So those two are really dragging Tottenham up up the stats. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. I really, I really love their interchangeability between their fullbacks and the central fielders. It's something we yeah. haven't really seen explored in the Premier League as an option. We've seen the concept of inverted wing backs. We've never really seen midfielders moving out to fullback, but they are the two most interchangeable roles. If you think of the job of a modern fullback and the job of a modern midfielder, it's not too dissimilar. Mm. And we've seen Zinchenko be able to do both those roles, but why not have it mid-game? And it's worked really nicely in terms of build-up, in terms of getting Udoki and Pedro Porro into areas that they can cause trouble. In, uh, they've also had Basuma operating really nicely in there. Saar seems to be everywhere. Madison is everywhere. It's very difficult to beat Tottenham. Yeah. Because they are everywhere, it feels. It's just very difficult to, to break them down. I actually think that pl- the best way to play Tottenham isn't to press them. Mm. Which is mental because they play out from the back with about two or three people. But actually, the Luton had great success... By having just Carlton Morris pressing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then everyone else stood back. But I'm sure other teams will find out how to press them as the season I progresses. Think... I think that when they come to play Chelsea in a few weeks' time, that game will be very interesting. Whether Potts yeah. again, can do what he did against Arsenal this weekend and uh, and actually come up with something. I think Chelsea have to be very adaptable at the moment. Something we spoke about in the Hirona video. Go and watch that if you haven't already. That's on YouTube today um, for everyone. So yes. go check that out. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's something we're seeing there where actually you need to be able to adapt between different... When you're not as good as some of the opposition, which Chelsea aren't right now, some of the big clubs, you need to be able to adapt your system. We saw that against Arsenal and they're very unlucky, Chelsea, not to get anything from that game. They've got to do the same in the coming weeks. They play City, they play um, Newcastle, they've got Manchester United, Arsenal. Okay, sorry, not Manchester United, but the yeah. others are difficult games. Brentford, yeah. Brighton. I think not for, for Tottenham, I, I feel like they've kind of negated their Spursy moments because what would usually happen is... Kane and Song will put them 2-0 up. And then someone like Ben Davies or Longley or Lloris will do something completely yeah. irrational. Do you want to know the two biggest and changes? I, I think Vicario has been massive. because I, and, I look at, and Van der Ven. Yeah, but yeah it, it's spot on. I look at the the Fulham game. So they watch he 1-0 up. Fulham had that corner. Vicario yeah. makes that incredible save. Lloris doesn't save that. Vicario made a few one. really big saves yeah. actually against Fulham. And I think he has quite and a few times this season. Now has got a throw goal. If he makes that 2-1, Tottenham will have lost that game three years ago. Tottenham defensively are still quite open. They still concede quite a few chances. Yeah. If, you look, at their, if you look at their expected points difference, they've won a few games which they lost on the XG. They've they've conceded a few too many X, high XG chances. And actually without Vicario, I think you can make a very good argument that they wouldn't be where they are right now. So that's that's quite interesting. To, to, to notice. I mean, yeah, I questioned him at the start of the year. I thought, who's this geezer from Emberley? That's because you hadn't watched him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Neither had I, to be yeah, fair. No, and no who watched Emberley? They do look very good, but 
will that Tottenham bottle job blood come through? Will it ebb through at any point? Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, it just shows Tottenham are very, very good at scouting. And I don't know whether that's an Ange uh, thing because yeah. he has he changed the culture or yeah. is it just that he's he's working the best with the scouting team? The, the problem for Tottenham is I think that City, Arsenal, Liverpool and even possibly this new look Chelsea team, on their day, if they are on their days, they, they are better than Tottenham. Yeah, I, 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 I think don't know. that's their problem. If we look at you know, if we look at peak city, I mean, obviously they're unstoppable. Arsenal, when they were absolutely flying, you know, I, I think Tottenham City is going to be a very interesting game. I have no, no idea what's going to happen. It, it, well, sorry, the game yeah, it had to be interesting because for some reason Tottenham always beat them at Shite Art Lane or whatever. It's, Tottenham, I was going to say you. They always beat them. Yeah, but maybe that's that. Maybe that was a Spursy thing. Spursy thing. Now they're no longer Spursy. I they're think lose both they, games. Yeah. But Where's Arsenal's fixture list? I am really intrigued. So again, we spoke. How long can they keep us up for? Can they keep? For, will Tottenham win the Premier League? I can't. That sentence I feel so <laughs> evil. Um, but it, well, I think I, they've got a really good chance. But no, no one's consistent right now at the top of the Premier League. No, uh, like Arsenal. A lot of people were saying they're on top of the world after they beat City. They look shit against Chelsea. Yeah, they got t- absolutely played off the park. It is a testament to Arsenal's character that they fought back and got that result. And it shows that there is a, a grit in Arsenal's game that's perhaps been missing over the last few years. And that can make a huge difference in the title got fight. Handy on a silver platter. No, it wasn't handy on a silver it was, it, They took advantage of errors. But, I mean, yeah, then Saucy City have lost the Wolves and Arsenal now. That's what I'm saying. I don't think City are as convincing. Liverpool were very lucky in the Everton game. I think without that red card, you make a... And Canati yeah. gets sent Well, off. exactly. I think you make a very good and case that they could have lost that game. <laughs> and then who's the other team? Oh, mate. No, don't count United. United aren't in the top fight, they're really. Not even, they're not in Europe. Chelsea either. aren't. Villa? I mean... They are. Three points off top or something ha- like that. You have to put them in the argument. Not three points off top. Four points off top. They've looked sensational. A point behind us at Liverpool, two points behind Arsenal City, four points behind Newcastle. I think you have to put Villa in the the situation. I mean, obviously... Conversation. Conversation. It's a year today at the time of recording that you know Emery joined and it's been extremely positive. Gerard was finally sacked. We thought when they lost 5-1 to Newcastle on the day, that would be... Oh, technical's going to be a terrible season. But the way they responded from that has been phenomenal. Their own losses this season have been to Liverpool and Newcastle. They've won every other match apart from a draw with Wolves last week. They didn't draw that game. They'd be sat second in the Premier League, right? Yeah. Eventually on goal. But that's the problem. Villa still do have results like that. But coming up for Villa, Luton, Forest, Fulham, Tottenham, Bournemouth. Get Villa players in your FPL teams. And then City, Arsenal. And then Drinky Monster. But if it, <laughs> it feels like everyone's got a run like that. Because Chelsea have now got... Chelsea got the Arsenal worst the run ever. But um, Chelsea yeah. play Brentford, Tottenham, City, Newcastle, Brighton, Manchester United. That is that's going to make or break Chelsea. Um, Tottenham, have, what yeah. are Tottenham? Well, Tottenham, Tottenham have a nice play. run. They've got well, yeah. they've played Chelsea and City in the next five, but they've also got Palace, Wolves, and Aston Villa. I wouldn't say Villa's and uh, the Wolves game's a nice one in there, and Palace. Oh, Palace as well. Villa should still be a win though, based yeah, on how Tottenham be, have been yeah. playing this season. But. That will, again, that will test them. Chelsea and City are two big games then because Chelsea are a bit of an unknown. I still think Chelsea are a bit of an unknown. And City, yeah. I think City are unknown. Because- as in unknown as to who the fuck's going to be yeah. in the team. It genuinely, it could be anyone. In two weeks' time, Rhys James might be fit and we don't know. Who yeah. knows? No. 
That'd be nice. So yeah, it's very interesting to see, but I think Tottenham's next five quite nice. Are we getting back to peak Barclays where we had you know, all four or five teams fighting at the sharp end? Maybe. Was that Pete Barkley? I don't know. Pete Barkley. I'd say Pete Barkley's Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United fight for the title. Yeah. That'd be Pete Barkley's for me. Particularly, we haven't had a fight. This is, that's from Dossie teams will fall off. That happens. That's why title fights are usually between two or three teams because some teams yeah. can't push all the way. Do you want to know my bold prediction for the next decade? What? I think we'll see at least one season in the next 10 years Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, the big three fighting for the title. I think it could be because United. The clash like, of the capital. United look Sky like would be absolutely yeah. all over it. United have no direction right now. United are going to. United will get. I think United are closer to relegation than Premier League. People were talking about Tottenham dropping out of the big six because of Newcastle. I think it's United that will drop out of the big six before Tottenham. Yeah, I think City. I mean, I don't know what to think of City. They've still got a load of money, but these because while Chelsea have struggled and they're still behind Manchester United in the table, there's a plan. Mm. While it's not working yet, there is a plan. Chelsea are signing young players for a lot of money to build a great team in the future. I think. Who knows what you're not I think to. it's an unknown for City about Pep and an unknown for Liverpool about Jürgen. Yeah, and Whereas I think Arsenal, that's... Chelsea, and Tottenham aren't going to lose their managers in the foreseeable future. No, well, unless Boda gets bored and dice rolls. But I think with yeah, as you say, if you look at, I think Pep Guardiola is going to be gone by 2025. Klopp, that seems Klopp fairly. I think Klopp's got too much younger, uh, longer. Maybe the same summer. In which case, that's going to be a huge yeah. exodus. And like like Tottenham have, like Arsenal had a few years ago, like Chelsea have had over the last couple of years, like United are still going through for the last five years. It does take time to bring in a new long term manager. Some and for, sometimes your first. There's going to be work. one club that know exactly what they're doing with that. It's it's City though. Yeah. It's a bit plug and play, isn't it? They've probably got anyone can come in and say do what you're doing already, and they win. Probably they know what they're doing. City do. But equally, they, they actually they probably actually investigate them. They'll probably have a reason to kick them out of the league. Probably, yeah. But there's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how City adapt. But I yeah. think they'll probably get someone like and be fine. Probably, yeah. Because well, as long as they keep their tran- recruitment staff and they keep the technical director, or not the director of football, Chiki yeah. Bergerstein, I think they're gonna um, be absolutely fine. I mean, we haven't mentioned Newcastle and Brighton, but I don't think they'll be in the title fight. But they'll be out there for Europe. No, I mean, if we look at the table, Newcastle and Brighton both on sixteen points. They're as much in the title fight as United are on fifteen, and West Ham are on fourteen. So it does feel I, weird to say Chelsea are in it, but United and United aren't. But United is such a shit. Chelsea aren't anywhere near the title fight, but they are in the fight for Europe. But I think United. Is How on earth United are getting away with this at the I moment? Don't know. I have. I haven't a clue. Sheffield United at the weekend, they managed to win because Dallow scored a screamer. The week before, McTominay, two goals in extra time. They lost to Galatasaray. They lost to Palace in the league. They beat Burnley by one goal to nil. They've lost to Brighton, Arsenal and Tottenham. Their win against Forest was jammy. Their win against Wolves was fortunate because they should have conceded a penalty. They have been crap. But I think when they hit the big Manchester this weekend, they're gonna. Get... I think City could score double figures. They're gonna. Get... But I don't know because City lost the Wolves City, at the Who knows? Everyone's bad. But I, I, I honestly think United could get absolutely. Well, you're not getting away with it. I don't know. I mean, but when they hit the bit, when they hit a tough run, they get. They could be out of the Champions League soon because they are on zero points from two matches. If Copenhagen beat them tonight at the time of recording. Hilarious. They could be absolutely in very bad hilarious. situation. It's, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Circus of a club. But yeah, does it I'd... benefit them though they're out of Europe? No, I don't know. They need money. The Glazers aren't fucking investing in anything. They yeah, need some they need sort of, some form of finance. But and the club's going downhill very quickly. 
I don't know. I have no idea how United are where they are. I think they're very much riding their luck. The fact that they are where they are in the Premier League table, I feel so like bad ninth, for eighth. Sorry, he built this dynasty of a team for mm-hmm. over across decades and won everything. And now he's sitting in the stands in his little VIP box watching this monstrosity play football. The fact that they're eighth in the league and they're overperforming is not a good reflection of Manchester United right now. <laughs> they are overperforming in expected goals. They're overperforming in expected points. Yeah. They are overperforming in expected goals against, I believe. Uh, for the last time I looked, it's been a couple of weeks. They may yeah. be underperforming. But they are in a very bad spot. How on yeah. earth they are eighth, yeah. I don't know how they've I don't know how they've done that. Show me move on. I'll say that's a nice little wrap up with yeah. the Premier League. Premier League over the last few weeks. The top tier well, obviously the bottom the top half. Bottom half can't make your ride up yet. Also, City weren't convinced against Brighton either. No, but that was a bit of a dull game. It was. Anyway. I didn't... Wait, did anyone anyone else know that Edison just didn't play in that game? No, I didn't see him. Stefan Ortega started. I only realised because someone I'm fighting in one well, of the FPL titles had him in goal. <laughs> and he got sort of like, like, why has nobody mentioned why Edison just didn't play? <laughs> That's such a weird way to describe it. Someone I'm fighting in FPL. It's like a title fight. Should we round up the other top tier of English football in the women's game? Of course. The WSL this weekend was very fascinating with a lot of big results. I want to start by saying what's going on at Aston Villa. And no, that is not a remix of a four non-blondes classic. That is the question on every WSL fan's lips right now as they question what on earth is going on at Aston Villa. Harry, what is going on? They're falling apart. It is really surprising. Everyone thought after last year, finishing fifth, can they break into the top four? Can they push for European places? And they have comp- this season, I can't do it. And I know they're tough games, but they've been embarrassingly bad. Yeah, I mean, they've had, yeah, you, you're right in saying they've had a tough run of it. I mean, the first four fixtures being Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Tottenham are difficult. But the fact is, they've not looked very. Good. To be fair, that's, that sounds very tough. I think you know, so you, that's, they should have drawn the United. You know, the the red card shafted them. Liverpool game was an embarrassing show. Yeah. Arsenal game two. They, how do they lose that at the end? Two goals in injury time. They went so, way too the, defensive United and fighting too much pressure. In injury time. And then I think the Tottenham game is the worst one of the lot. If they beat they Tottenham, getting battered from the off. If they beat Tottenham, then I'd go, okay, they're a tough first three games, but now they're back on track. But, I mean, Marta Thomas, she's had a brilliant start of the season. Something like 10 goals in, also 7 goals in 4 games. Let me have a look. It, it, she's been absolutely phenomenal. 6 goals, 4 matches. 6 goals, 4 Hat-trick matches. against Villa, goals yeah. in the other 3 matches. So She's, she's been absolutely yeah. brilliant. Tottenham have look, actually looked pretty decent. And Villa... Yeah. Embarrassing. Tottenham thought, currently yeah. sat just a point but behind City and again. Chelsea. But they've, they've led in 3 of the 4 games. Bailey keeps scoring. And Daly keeps scoring despite the fact that absolute crap. Yeah. It's it's a real worry because last year they could just ride on Daly's goals and this year they can't. And then City against Leicester. Only one goal. And they didn't look... Leicester looked good. Leicester actually did look like a decent side, to be fair. Playing that playing that 3-4-1-2. Seven points so far from the WSL this season. City got away with one. Leicester mm. could have got something from that I game. Think, yeah, they could have. Chelsea started slow at Brighton. <coughs> Went the goal mm. behind. Then Niskan, two Niskan the just decided to score yeah, at trick and then one of them was... An own goal, yeah, called off. Um, well, not called off, but... Yeah, um, cancelled. Yeah. But it's... it's... Not, ca- not really cancelled. Just given to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Still counted as a goal. 
Yeah, you know, they came back on track, but it wasn't convincing this weekend for anyone, really. No, no, City scored an early goal, held on to that. United won 5-0, so I'd argue that's convincing. They needed that game, not that Europe struggling against um, Arsenal and Villa in the first few games. They needed a big win, they got it. Yeah, now they're only two points behind our title protagonists, Manchester City and Chelsea. Yeah. But City and Chelsea then, we've spoken about both of them a little bit, and we'll touch on Arsenal in a minute, but City versus Chelsea... Who's going to crack first? I mean, it does look like it's just going to be those two at the top this year, maybe. Um, but I think you always have to say City. Chelsea don't like Chelsea went one nil down to Brighton and scored four goals. Yeah, that's kind of what they do. It's what Emma Hayes. Emma Hayes, whatever happens, she adapts mm. to it, and Chelsea will find a way to score a goal. The thing is, United, as demonstrated by the Leicester game, still have completely stupid results in them. Yeah, they should never have drawn to Leicester. No. But equally, Leicester have looked good. They have. But the fact that City won that game despite Leicester looking good and United drew that game despite Leicester looking good shows the difference in those two sides. Chelsea and City, though, both those right at the top. I think, for me, I can't see either of them cracking at all. They no. drew against each other. Who knows where it's going to go. Both of them do obviously have some tough games coming up. It's Arsenal versus City after the international break. We are going into an international break now yeah. for the for women's football. After that, it's Arsenal City. We are live for that. I am very, very excited. Because Arsenal need to claw back some points and fast. Yeah. Because they, they, they got he got the win against Villa, but it definitely wasn't convincing again. No. They, you know, mistake errors cost them at United. They need to get back on track. Yeah, so in City's next five, they play Arsenal, Brighton, United, Tottenham, Villa. Manchester United. This is the test of their medal. If they come out of that run unscathed, if they win them all, then Chelsea have got some serious competition for the title this season. But... That is a very difficult run. As for Chelsea, they've got Villa when they return from internationals, but Villa haven't looked in good form recently. Well, Chelsea got Europe to contend with as well. Of course, they? they've got Everton, Liverpool, Leicester and Arsenal in the run after that. So, With Real Madrid in between. Yeah, with Real Madrid and Paris FC. Paris FC, of course, knocking out Wolfsburg. So definitely a difficult run as well for Chelsea. But- if there's any side that can rotate, it's Chelsea because they've got the they've got the squad yeah. too. I was going to say you'd expect to see some of the squad players getting involved and yeah. uh, and perhaps playing like the Everton game. Uh, I could see Mia Fischel starting. Fischel, yeah, all that. Oh. So there'll be some rotation, but also Chelsea players are good enough to be able to play two games a week. Yeah, they are. They probably are. still win. I think you know, right, and could play a game a day and still look world class. I think if Villa were on form, that'd be a much more difficult game. Yeah. same for Everton. Everton really haven't been. At their best, so no. I wouldn't say. So those two should be wins. Then it's the Liverpool side who started the season really, really strong, but last weekend drew with West Ham after losing to Everton the week before. So, yeah, I'm, I think they their great start has sort of now fallen off a cliff. Yeah. Then they've got Leicester, who, I mean, they've started really well, but now it's internationals. They could come yeah. back. Who knows yeah. where they'll be in a couple of weeks? And then Arsenal, which will be a big, big test. But yeah, and then on Arsenal. I think there's a problem for Arsenal in the fact that they can't score goals. No. And I don't mean literally. They can't. Obviously, they're 1-2-1. But if you look at the domination from them at the weekend, Bristol City had one shot. They did get it on target, but they had one shot. Arsenal had 25, nine of which were on target, yet the game finished 2-1 to Arsenal. I don't get it. The match momentum graph on FootMob was a goal for Bristol City as the only spike in the whole game in their direction. Everything else went the way of Arsenal. I don't get it. They're a really good side. They've got world-class strikers. Yeah. Just, just it feels like they just can't. There's no. It's not like they are creating the chances. They're giving them. They just can't finish. 
Yeah, they relied on Katie McCabe double to get them over the line. I still well, am not convinced by, by Alessia Russo at Arsenal for some reason. She's just not firing to start this campaign. Mia Dean was back from injury. So is Beth Mead. Yeah. So after the Nationals, that City game, they could put themselves back on track. Oh, 100%. I mean, if Meads, Meads and Mia Dean are both fit to start, do they start? I think me, yes. I don't know also needs to decide which formation she's going to play. Because they played, so they played a 4-2-3-1 you know in their 100th change of formation this season. I think Ivan has put himself together. <laughs> he's struggling, isn't he? He's, he's, he's a, having a difficult few he months. I, so scared. Like, not, not so, like Appearance-wise, you see what I'm talking about. He's absolutely bricking it every single game, even when they're winning. And he keeps changing formation. He needs to relax. Yeah, take a chill pill. It's not overcomplicating things. Go yeah, some meditation, yoga, some yoga, yoga something like yeah. that. Get your legs in the air, nice little stretch. God, Put that's some, not yoga, is some it? Some calm music on and just relax. Yeah. He, he just needs to calm down a bit and stop changing formation. The sticks are something, but the forty-three-one works in terms of chance creation. They just didn't score enough. They should have won the game five-nil, like City did. But that comes down to personal confidence, level. not there for Arsenal's forwards right yeah, now. No, not at all. But yeah, it's interesting. WSL is panning out very interestingly. We've got a lot of big games coming up over the next few weeks. I think that Villa need to find some form soon because they are still on no points and from four matches. When you bear in mind there are only 22 games, we are pretty much an eighth, well, we are an eighth of the season, way through the season now yeah. in the WSL, and Villa haven't picked up a point yet. It's not great. It's not great for them. Three points behind uh, Everton. I mean, Bristol City as well, bottom. Do you think they're down? Yes. I just can't see them winning a game. I thought Leicester would be their only chance. Leicester are fifth. They're not going to beat Everton. They're not going to beat West Ham. Where do they pick up points? I can't see them getting a point. I can't uh, score goals. They have scored goals, to be fair. Yeah, against Arsenal, they got one. But they lost 2-1. They've shipped a lot. They lost on penalties to Southampton in the Cup. Not great. No. They lost 3-1 to Tottenham, 4-2 to Leicester. 8-1 to City in the FA Cup. It's not great. It's back in February. Oh. It's just their most... Oh. They didn't play any friendlies, apparently. No. Probably why they're losing. Yeah. Or, they're or, I reckon they just didn't. They might as well just not bother. Yeah, I think Bristol City are not good enough for this level. No, not so. And and that is that's a shame. Well, see you in two years though, because they'll probably piss the championship again. <laughs> if they can keep this squad, yeah, they'll be fine in the championship. But I think a lot of their players would find, or some of their players would, their best players would mm-hmm. find moves. But yeah, it's interesting. I don't know where they're going to pick up points, but they're going to need mm-hmm. to hope they do soon. <laughs> yes, because they already look like they're in trouble. But yeah, so the WSL is unfolding very interestingly. We've got some internationals for the women's women's um, game over yeah. this weekend. The Nations League, which everyone really loves. But yeah, England's group, it's difficult. It is difficult. Very difficult. Do you it's think we can top like, it? We hate we hate the Nations League and the men's game. What have they done? Put it in the women's game. No one likes... Just stop no, playing the Nations League. Nobody wants the Nations League. So, so far we're on three points from two matches. We've got Belgium top of our group. Netherlands and Scotland in the group as well. It's a difficult group. We play over this international break, Belgium and Belgium again. That is horrendous scheduling from whoever's designing that. On Friday, we have Belgium at home. On Tuesday, we have Belgium away. 
Who on earth did that? What absolute plonker. At your wafer. Has gone, that's a great idea. Uh, uh, to the other, so, also, is that every group? <laughs> yep, Netherlands, Space, Scotland, and then Scotland. Yeah, but is that every, check another group? Because that's the same group, so it has to be. But Well, not necessarily. They could have just not played a game. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's, France. Yeah, it's every group. What absolute plonker. Zephyrin, sort your oh, people out. Yeah. <laughs> And this is a problem. And this is... It's like, they just don't care. Yeah. That you'd, imagine that that's a piss take. It's the same way the Champions League works, but the difference is there's two weeks. Yeah. So in the Champions League, you play... So let's say your team A, you play B, C, D, D, C, B. Yes. But... That works. There's a month in between. There's, there's two weeks in between each it's day. It's not three days. <laughs> you might as well get on the plane with the opposition and travel mm. over, because you got... Yeah. Mental situation. Well, okay, sorry, but what if you're what if you play on the Friday lose nine 0 You're getting on that plane to turn up next to one. Sorry, we can't turn up. Why rain? <laughs> That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. You just forfeit. It's just you? embarrassing, though. It's, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. Oh dear. Well done, you Afer. <laughs> Class as always. Just... Oh, they always get spawned, don't they? Hit the nail on the head with those ones. They're s- s- smart cookies over there. Uh, should we talk about the Serie? Yeah, sure. We've got a game to talk about. Milan nil, Juventus won. Why is this so interesting, Harry? I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't seen the game. No, okay, fair enough. Well, <laughs> time for education and support. All I thought was that Tior got sent off and Pulisic was angry when he got subbed off for him. Okay. Did I don't know the scoreline. Oh, it's 1-0 to Juventus. Now, of course, Milan were sat top of the league going into this weekend. They would have been top had they won. They would have been top had they drawn yeah. and, you so, know... Not been on plus nineteen goal difference. It's a red card game. Yeah, I completely changed the dynamic of the game. Tior sent off because Milan were dominating until then. Yeah. Juventus pinged the ball in behind. Tior realised shit. Keane's in and he just pretty much rugby tackled him, but he didn't. He just grabbed him on the floor. But it, it red card, hundred deserved. Yeah. It was a clear denial of a goal scoring opportunity, and it now means that uh, well, Juve went on to dominate the game. They won one 0 Locatelli strike. Took a big deflection, but still a good effort. Yeah. I also like that. Have you? Did, did you see? I've seen it all over my social, so you must have seen it. That Locatelli scored in the exact same fixture for the other team. So when he was playing for Milan in two thousand and seventeen, two thousand eighteen, yeah. it was the exact same day, That's exact same creepy. date and day, and he scored. It's like put all those weird things. One nil and for Milan win. Now he's at Juve. One nil for. Put all those weird things. It does. So, title fight then. Inter on 22, Milan on 21, Juve on 20. Napoli still there on 17, lurking just behind them. But Inter, they've been incredibly impressive. 19 plus, plus 19 goal difference. Only one loss. They've just been rolled. I mean, they beat Milan 5-1. They beat Fiorentina 4-0. They beat Salernitana 4-0. I'm just looking for the highlights. They managed to beat Monza 2-0 on the opener. Few different tuna wins, a three-nil win last weekend against Torino. They are winning every game by yeah. quite a healthy margin. Their only loss coming at the hands Sassuolo. of Sassuolo and a draw against Bologna as well, another blemish on the record. Other than that, they've been incredibly impressive. Milan, they haven't drawn a game yet. Their two losses have come to Inter and Juve. So while they've been incredibly consistent against other teams yeah. in the league, against the top sides they're struggling. Juventus, they've not been consistent, but they are still there somehow. I don't get how they do it. I thought their football was all apart. They lost 4-2 to Sassuolo, they've drawn with Atalanta, they've drawn with Bologna, and yet they still find... So where's Sassuolo? Because they keep beating everyone. They are in 13. How? They've beaten Inter and Juve. 
<laughs> they beat Inter 2 1, they beat Juve 4 2, but they've lost to Monza, Frosinone, and everyone else they've played. And they beat Hellas Verona as well. They've from the bloke from the bloody incredible. They've got three wins, and two of them have been against Inter and Juve. That's mental. That is absolutely mental. But yeah. So they'll have a game against the big dogs. Assassin. So once again, Syria provides, and we're getting a title fight. We are. We're getting a really interesting. It provides every year. I love it. Yeah, it's quality. Yeah, great league. And you've got Mourinho um, doing crying faces at opposition managers, and then getting yeah. sent off, and win, and still winning. That's the difference, Mourinho. Yeah, sent off and still win. You've got Napoli still entertaining under new coach. Who's the new coach? I can't think of his name now. Hello. Hang on, let me have a look. Rudy Garcia. Of I course. didn't realise the other in there. Spalletti, yeah, won the league and pissed off to Italy. I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, he's the Italy manager now. But yeah, so they've got, it's been, it's interesting in the Serie A. Mm. Who do you think is, is taking the title at the moment? Um, oh my God, you can't predict. I, I think you are the Milans. Yeah. Yeah, I think Juve won't have what it takes. How are Juve here? I, I thought their club was falling apart. Yeah. I thought they were getting... still there. They've got Sandro, Danilo and Skiglio out injured. Pop was apparently fit. He's played games this season. He's not a fit. Wow. That's his brother. <laughs> just a different guy. Just a, yeah, just a man. Guy. It's his FIFA character. Because <laughs> they, they look completely different anyway. Well, they used to. Yeah. They're getting better. They yeah. are. And anyway. Pez character. <laughs> anyway, shall we talk about... Well, we've got nothing to talk about. FPL? Yes. Then we'll call it oh. a day. That's going to oh. say. 100 sightings. 100 club. All right. But yeah, that's our, that's our round of all the different football over this week. Hopefully this has been a good episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. We've just spoken for ages about different football games that we've seen over the weekend. We've not even touched on the Bundesliga. That's fascinating. If you want to see us talk about La Liga, that's the video on YouTube now. As I say, we spoke about Hirona. We also touched on a few of the other clubs in La Liga. And what are they? Oh, Ligue 1, which PSG aren't winning yet. They aren't, which is great. Yeah, we'll probably be talking about that in a couple of weeks' time. Anyway, if not, we'll probably be talking about Lyon because how on earth are they bottom of the league? Anyway, shall we talk about Fantasy Premier League? Yes, we should. Because Harry's on 101 points. I got 92. That's pretty good. So I'm still very happy because I've had a difficult year. Really difficult year. But 92 points, very happy with that. Harry, 101, how'd you do it? 101, how'd I do it? Uh, I'll tell you That's what I said to you. What's this? Paul Tierney's refereeing the Manchester Derby on Sunday. Oh, get your popcorn, guys. It's going to get good. Mike Lauren Barr. Um... This, so I got this, my front three was Visser 8, Watkins 11, Haaland 8. That, I had a very similar. That was very solid. Three, was. Watkins 11, Haaland 8 and Darwin Nunez 4. Okay, not as good though. No, um, that was good. But... Then Son captained on 28, Mbermo 14, Madison 9. Mbermo. <laughs> Foden to get 2, but we'll ignore that. Why no. do you still have Foden? I don't really know. We're game week nine. He's not scunning. Kind of What's he done? Look at Foden. Nothing. When was the last time he he's, got on He's point? done nothing. He Get just, rid of him. He just sits there. He's got three twos in a row. He's got 11 You're points. spending like eight mil on a midfielder that's not scored anything. Yeah, but what happens is when I get to my pick team on Friday night, I look at it and go, well, he's got a nice game. I'm going to keep him in there this week. Yeah, I captain's on as well. Very happy with yeah. that return. Should have captained Salah, though. I also had Salah, 16 points. Very happy with that. Yeah. That cancels out your Embuemo. And then I had James Madison as well. So, very, very good midfield. 28, yeah. 9, and 16. Yeah. If only I put Palmer in there as well with his 6. Who's on my bench? Back three of Burns, 6. Shah, 7. Matty Cash, 2. Villa should have kept a clean sheet, so I should have more. And then Vicario oh, yeah. in goal on 6. 101. 
Fair enough. Yeah, I, my defence, you doggy won. Very annoyed about that. Why the hell did Ange Postecoglou bring him off? Why would he do that? You doggy yeah, would have got another five points. I'd be on 97. Alas, he's on one. Unfortunately, I can't get Palmer in over him. That's not allowed. But yeah, other than that, burn six, same as you, cash two. And I had Kostas Simakas with yeah. six points. Very pleased. Very, very pleased with that um, that transfer. I brought in Simicast to start this week before anyone else did. So I got a, pr- a price rise on him and some points for him. So That's decent. That's very, very decent. good. Turner and goal with one. Not as happy about that. But Luton, Luton drew, so not complaining at all. Very happy with that. Um, wouldn't have been better on my bench because I had Ariola, who got one against Villa. Yeah. So yeah, not a great weekend for my goalkeepers. But I had to cheap out on goalkeepers to be able yeah. to afford Salah. So I'm not too annoyed by that because Salah got 16. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm well chaffed for my game. Are, this is a question I've seen loads of people talking about. Are you close to getting rid of Haaland? Is there a chance? Because some people are bringing them off. Because to be- the Manchester Derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a triple captain to me. He's 7-0. He's going to get all of them. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Where are you now in the TFC League? I'm 31st. How has this happened, guys? I, I'm, I'm 254,000 in the world. We are smashing it this year. Because I'm also top 100, which I can't yeah. believe. Or everyone else at home needs to skip their act together. Yeah. I, we, see, I so don't recognise the top three. Where have they come be, from? Nobody knows. To be fair to our league, uh, so the overall average this in the world this week is 67. Yeah. Our league average is 72. So clearly, between all of us, that? It, it was in the Discord. They put all our league stats in there. Huh. Um, but... So if you want to see all the league stats or join the league... I'm not 100% sure there. whether I managed to set that up correctly, though. Um, there might be someone else's league. No, it's definitely ours. Okay. It's called our Patreon, like Backstreet Boys. Oh, right. Um, oh, we're happy then. Yeah. But yeah, so our league, on average, is doing pretty well. We're doing better than the world. So keep it up. If you want to help yeah. us out, join the league. Join the late, league. Get 10 games well, late. But the guy who's bottom is probably still catchable. Probably, Let's yeah. have a look. What are they on? I don't know. Eight, 186. You can catch them. Get yeah, after Yeah, them. yeah. Join the league. All right, and you are right, though. The top three I have never seen before. And we've got the, the icons. It, it, the... Uh, yeah. Moot and Ninja Skirtles. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the third, by the way. Very pleased with that. I want to be top 100 this year. Yeah, I so very happy. So. But yeah, so let's start with fifth then. Redemption season. Someone we all recognise yeah. if you watch this podcast or listen to this podcast every week now. Um, Romario down to fifth. Josh Botha, Moot and Ninja Skirtles down to fourth. FC Elmo, by the way. Both of them captaining Erling Haaland and not getting the rewards they wanted. Don't know why redemption season, Romario, why he has gone at show. But other than that, a fairly okay week. Yeah. It's just that um, our top three smashed it. FC Elmo down to 12th. James Elms, what's going on, mate? FPL Beach down in 16th. Wow. Usually right up there. Wow. I only scored 82 this week. Yeah. Not good enough. They want to fight the front. So right at the top right then, we saw CJ pop up into the top five last week, and it's another good week. Captioning Haaland had Alvarez and Watkins. What a front line. Yeah. Madison, Bowen and Salah nailed it in midfield. And then good. Trippier, Romero, and then Cash, Turner, Gabriel, all underperforming. But enough to rise above Josh Bertha. Well, level on points with him. Sam Weather, Weber has jumped everyone with his team OKU. Captaining Erling Haaland, having Watkins, Bruno, Madison, Bowen, Son and Embuemo. That is an impeccable midfield. Trippier and Shah bringing in the big points in the defence. And then Turner and Udoggy contributing one apiece. Spenched Costas Simakas. Simakas over Udoggy. That's a 100 point week. Yeah. 
Top of the league on 91, it is Linus, Linus Tiger with their team, Gakira United. They had Captain Salah, Morris Harland Watkins. Yeah, Didn't like Morris. Yeah. Bowen and Buemo, Saka, Byrne, and then Saliba, Udogi, Jose Sarr. Have you found any high scorers? I have, and I've got all the way. There's a couple hundred, obviously, it's going to be 100 plus, and most of them have found their way to the t- near the top of the league because scoring 100 points in the game is pretty big. But I've gone all the way down to 326th in the league. Yeah. And it is Will's AG with their team top J question mark. What? Um, on 114 points this week, using the bench boost, which was a bit of a waste. Um, so they had. Trying to beat it. Um, so Turner and Golden 1 wasn't great. Anderson on 0 um, in their back four that contained Trippier, Romero and Cash. They could just put Lascelles over Anderson. They're not using their bench boost because they used the bench boost on 1-1, one, 6-2. One, That's a bit of an odd, odd choice is, there. Can they, had, they had the, the usuals this week. Watkins, Son, Madison, Salah captain, Harland and Alvarez. Big 114 points yeah. for... Will. I don't think anything beats it. There's 108 in the top lot, which had Flecken in goal, which is incredible. Well done. Um, The first person to score anything with Flecken. Only Digne in the team, not not bringing home the big points. Mm, But Poro, 6, Simakas, 6, Trippier, 10, Bruno, 7, 14 for Son, 32 for Captain Salah, and then Palmer, Watkins, Harland. And Langer on the bench with 9. And Langer over Digne, and you are... Yeah, you're flying there, but unfortunately not... Nobody able to get top of the game week. If someone in the Tiffs League was able to get top of the game week... Tell you what, if you I'll take that guy's bench boost away, you got top of the game week. Take his bench boost away, I'm only 20 points off him. Yeah, that's still quite a lot. That's 30, 30 points off him. Oh, 26. Oh no, maybe 20, I don't know. It's like it's like in the middle, like 24, 35 something. Yeah, I mean, if I would Captain Salah, I'd be high. I'd have another four points, so... Yeah, you would. Well done, you. And if you'd have kept, stayed on, or if I'd put yeah, Palmer in the same game, but yeah. yeah. Or um, if Harland had scored another couple, but then everyone would have... This week, try again next week. Wow, thanks, Harry. Really appreciate the encouraging words. <laughs> anyway, I'm still winning. Still winning all right. every league we're in. That is all for this week. We are live a lot this week. At the we time, are. this goes out on a Wednesday, it so does. tonight we are live for Newcastle versus Dortmund, I believe. Yeah, we are. Should be interesting. Then on Thursday, we'll have a Brian Ajax in yeah, the Europa are. League, our first piece of Europa League action of the campaign. Then we have... What's this weekend? Oh, El Clasico on Saturday. Saturday the 28th, we've got El Clasico. Hopefully, we're live. We've got to work out how to watch it first. We think it's on Viaplay. I think it's called, or Viaplay. We're going to probably buy that and watch it. So we'll be there on Saturday, providing you guys coverage if you don't have yeah. access to watch that game. Then on Sunday, it's my birthday. It's the Manchester Derby, though, so we ain't missing it. We'll be live from quarter past three. You can pop in. Well, wish me a happy birthday, please. at home. <laughs> I hope it's a good game. If I give up two hours of my birthday One to watch... Nil-nil. <laughs> if you like to score, I'm walking out. <laughs> I'm not a City fan, I just... I want to see him get battered. Okay. I want to see him get absolutely tanked. Anyway, that is everything for today's episode. Prem predictions will be out on Friday as per usual. As I mentioned throughout this episode, on YouTube now is our video on Hirona. Go and check that out. should be a good yeah. one. How funny would it be if City were to lose? It would be quite funny. Anyway, that's everything for this week, guys. Thank you guys very, very much for watching or mainly listening. And we will see you next time. See ya.